What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Dylan. And I'm Josh. And we're the Out of Office Podcast. Yes. If people say it's your option, we'll be like, we'll take our chances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of um, folks holding out, did you see the Florida governor today? <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. You don't know <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is the Out of Office Podcast. Dylan here with Josh. And how are you feeling, Josh? How was your weekend? Did you go out this weekend? It is going good, Dylan. And I did go out on, on Saturday night. So I'm feeling uh, a little tired, but not too tired. I'm feeling I'm feeling good today. It's nice and, and sunny. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm feeling good, man. No complaints on my ends. Just, you know, chilling. Went on a hike this morning. So I'm definitely feeling tired just because it was almost felt like we were in a desert. It's like 90 degrees outside. And we went during like 11 o'clock. So dead middle of the day when the sun's at like its highest point. And so it was nice. It's nice. definitely getting pretty tired on the hike. But I didn't realize how tired I was until after we were like done and I was sitting in the car. And now that I've gotten home, I'm like, oh my God, I feel dead. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're going to be pretty sore tomorrow? Uh, no, it wasn't that hard. It's like hikes to me are never that hard because it's just kind of walking uphill. Um, but it was just more so it was just hot as fuck. Yep. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, make sure you, you drink lots of water. Stay hydrated. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Did you, uh, how's, the, how's your marathon training been going? It's uh, it's going, man. I did my first long run uh, this week. Uh, so I did 12 on Friday. Uh, and I will say, like, Damn. getting to 26 is going to be pretty hard. The 12, <laughs> I, that took, like, uh, all of my energy. Like, I don't think I could have done another quarter mile, like, after that. Uh, and so uh, I felt good that, like... Uh, that I was able to to do it without dying, but uh, getting from like twelve to twenty six will be a bit of work over the next couple of months. But you know, first long run kind of in the books from a, a training perspective, and so I think I'm just going to start to do like one a week and and add like maybe a mile each week and and see if that kind of works. Okay, nice, nice, good work, man. Twelve miles. So I don't even. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could physically do that. I think I would just pass out of exhaustion after like five miles <laughs> not not built to run yeah man uh, it's uh you get to see a lot of stuff though uh it was yeah it was a cool to run around seward park and and all of this type of stuff but it also takes a long amount of time that's also the bummer bummer with training in that like each workout is like two hours right now mm-hmm. uh and so it's hey. uh it's just a long just a long time to just be running but yeah, it's going, man. Yeah, so for a marathon, you don't actually run a full marathon before the marathon date. You just work your way up to it. What what will be like the highest mileage you'll probably run before them in like a one period of time? Uh, twenty miles for sure. I think would be my to run twenty before oh, the shit. the full one because I feel like six is like you know that's if you've done twenty, you can do six. Is kind of the way I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah. Or an extra six after that, even if it's like freaking walking, you know, Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> ideally you should be able to do it. And so I'm just trying to get to, I think 20 is my minimum. Damn, 20 miles. That's a lot. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, good luck on that. I'm sure that'll take you a long time once you do that. Be like a full day. Uh, do you have special running shoes that you got yeah, or anything? Yeah, I think. I need to I need to get some new running shoes. I get the same Brooks every single time. Uh, I've been using this one pair of Brooks for uh, quite some time. So my shoe purchases actually look quite boring. Like I'll oftentimes buy the exact literal same shoe, same colorway and stuff, and just kind of throw them out every you know four or five months, maybe six. Okay, got it. Yeah, dude, you should definitely read the book "Can't Hurt Me" or just listen to it while you're running every time. Um, actually, yeah, yeah. Listen to it and you'll just be like, I could do 40 miles. <laughs> it's a perfect running book too. <laughs> it, that's it. 
That's the David Goggins one, right? Yeah. That we were talking about last week. Yeah, okay. I, I, I promise you, Dylan, I will have listened to it by the time uh by the time I run it. Okay. Start this week. That's that's Josh's homework. I don't know if I can give out homework. I don't know okay. if I have that authority, but <laughs> it'll be cool to talk about. <laughs> Everyone go get that book. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh man. Yeah. Damn, that's that's tight though. Um, I would definitely say living in California, there's like certain things that remind me of it. And one was this hike cause it was mainly like desert and a bunch of like dead, um, plants and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it was also at my apartment, like they throw events and stuff like that. So they'll have like car washes, dog washes, food trucks will show up, etc. And they actually had a champagne and Botox event. Or you can drink champagne and get Botox done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So did this, it just happen? Yeah, my face can't even move anymore. Or is it going to happen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. No, it... I, well, I, it, so did you... Uh, did, it's coming up. It hasn't happened yet. Did you take advantage of it? Okay, no, I okay. It's coming, up. it's coming up. coming up. Are you... Are you... No. Okay, Might get lip fillers, be, though. That's, that's probably it. it. why why not other stuff man if it's you know they're providing it are you are you anti-botox no i i'm i just don't think i need any of that stuff to be honest (laughs) um i don't see my i would i don't really see why i would would ever get it um but i have no nothing against it if you want to get that you know feel free but one thing i i wonder is if with all like the plastic surgery and stuff that people can get done, it's only a matter of time before humans can just look however they want. So I wonder, does that make personalities matter more now as people would be able to, you know, everyone, I guess, essentially could end up good looking in quotes. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's a, it's sort of the thing like, you know, if everyone looks the same, then, yeah, I would have to guess that that personality will play a, a bigger role. Do you think, you know, let's say theoretically in a couple hundred years, we have the ability to make you yourself look, you know, however you want for something, a really reasonable price, like $500 or something. You can just like change your face, uh-huh. uh, facial features. So do you think most people would take advantage of it? Yep. <laughs> you think so? No doubt in my mind. If you just look at like people that use like filters and stuff like that, or if they edit their photos and they'll like, you know, blur out fine lines, et cetera. Cause it could just be something as small as that. They'd be like, Oh yeah, let's get that done. I almost think like what it would be, it would be like everyone's looking through like, or we'll have like the Neuralink in our head. And so it'll be like more so like a program. You won't actually have to physically get anything done, but everyone will just how look how they are, are programmed, um, or program themselves to look. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh man, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting concept for sure. Uh, yeah, like I, I guess I agree, you know, I could see most folks getting that, especially if it was like a super reasonable price. And I feel like in the countries where plastic surgery is a bit cheaper and ubiquitous, Mm -hmm. like Korea and and Lebanon and stuff, like it seems to have super, super high uptake. Yeah. People really love it there and people like flock there just to, to have plastic surgery. Yeah, and especially if it becomes, a l- I'm assuming with like the science, it'll become less invasive as well. So when it comes, yeah, yeah, when it becomes like that, then it'll be, you know, totally different. Like a lot of people will stop or, or a lot of people will probably start mm-hmm. doing it. It'll just be like a very normal thing. I, I already see it getting normalized, like lip fillers are pretty normal for girls. Um, eyelashes, but those are, you know, that's pretty minimal. But eyelash extension people, they make so much money. It's like every time a girl goes and gets eyelash oh. extensions, which lasts like 30 days, then they, you know, <laughs> they go back and spend a hundred bucks. It's like a hundred bucks every time, even more if you're just starting out. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't know that. It's super, super expensive. Oh, um, expensive. Super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see too if the surgeries do get safer. Cause I think right now, aren't some of them like crazy crazy dangerous i can't remember there was like one surgery brazilian butt cosmetic and yeah man isn't that like uh one in three thousand death rate among 
One in 3,000. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> That's wild. And it's like one of the most common ones too That's nowadays. Wild. Do you know, is that one in 3,000 in uh, just like a worldwide stat or does it kind of depend where you're getting it? Or is it just generally like, it's dangerous? I'm not sure, but I just know it's the number one, at least in the U.S., it's like the number one mortality um, for any surgery. Jeez. Or complication, yeah. Wild. Wild. And people still go for it. Yeah, YOLO. Because everyone's just like, ah, I'm not going to be that one in 3,000. Because if you put it, put one in 3,000 into percentage points, if you like, think about it. Like, if you put it into percentage yeah. points, you're like, oh, it's not that big a deal. And if you're going to get that done, maybe you have a job that, you know, requires like certain assets or it helps to have that. So then it's like you have a one in oh, a one in 3000 chance that you'll, you know, die. But the other percentage, if you, it goes well, you'll, you know, make a hundred thousand to hundred thousand dollars. Most people are probably gonna be like, yeah, I'll take that chance. Cause it's like 0.001%. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Point zero zero one percent chance no. of death. That's a good point. And yeah. Yeah, when you put in it, when you add those decimals or sorry, those zeros to it, it does look like a, a really, really small probability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is crazy how in California, that's just like a, a thing, man. I feel like Botox and Champagne, I don't know <laughs> if that would fly over in Seattle, yeah. you know, or I don't know. I feel like uh, Bellevue. I, just, I can't see it happening, you know? <laughs> in Bellevue. Bellevue. Oh, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. Depends on location. Bellevue, maybe Kirkland. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Medina. All these fancy places. Yeah. Medina. I would yeah. say maybe in California, it's just more common just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm hoping, Dylan, you uh, you do end up trying it out. I'm trying to do the next <laughs> pod. You just can't talk at all. Face yeah. super stiff. <laughs> I look great. I'm never gonna have wrinkles though, Josh. <laughs> just everything's stuck though. I can't even look up. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, spe- speaking of you know altering your face, I guess this isn't really a very good segue. But Haiti, Haiti got you know catfished, or not Haiti itself, but the the assassins. Yeah, man, it was uh, like a ton of reporting is coming out now about the, you know, that the president who got assassinated, the Haitian president got assassinated. And I guess what they're learning is that like these Colombian ex-military people like carried out the mission. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was basically a couple of folks, some from Florida or based in Florida, like just kind of messaging these people and saying like, oh, we're with the U.S., you know, this is a legit operation. Can you like go and do this? We're going to pay you a ton of money. Uh, and basically like trick these ex military people from Columbia, uh, mm-hmm. to like go in and do this. Uh, and they have thought basically like, Oh, this is like, you know, a super top secret mission or something. And that they were going to get paid a ton of money, but it was just kind of these, uh, people with not a lot of power. I'd say it sounds like just like these random people, like Florida and I, I think it was a, a couple of other countries involved where they were like, oh, let's, you know, see if we can kind of like overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow stuff. Dude. Yeah. It's super crazy, man. That's if that's true though. Right. Like who knows that could be, if it's true. Yeah. It could be false. Some people, this is just conspiratorial as well, have s- said that, um, as the U S is like seeing China, gain more control over different like foreign nations and stuff like that like especially like africa mm-hmm. they're kind of like running a lot of africa now just through like business deals and stuff like that that they've been doing uh that is that the mm-hmm. u.s is trying to kind of like lock down our surrounding areas and so that would be like a reason because they don't want haiti to end up like you know another uh, cuba or something like that and so we're trying to yeah, put in someone sure. that's um more pro us or something like that i don't know <laughs> that's just a random conspiracy though probably not true yeah but it's, it's you now it's fun to like think about that stuff <laughs> yeah for sure and 
Um, I'm sure like from a U.S. perspective, it always helps to have people that like the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, leading countries. Yeah. Speaking definitely of in our best interest. Yeah. Speaking of countries that definitely are not a fan of the U.S., Cuba. Cuba has been pretty, pretty wild with the first protests where people are like taking to the streets in like 30 years or so. Um, mm-hmm. Fighting for, you know, democracy. And it's kind of getting. Um, it's definitely already getting what what would I say say politicized like each party is trying to fit it to their agenda like the Democrats it seems like are trying mm-hmm. to say that um, it's because they want I've, I've heard a few Democrats at least saying it's because they want vaccines there like they well, they want to get vaccinated that's why they're taking to the streets mm-hmm. you should want to get vaccinated here which you know you should we're both vaccinated and whatnot and then on the other side, the Republicans, there's like a lot that are saying that we need to invade <laughs> Cuba. Yeah. Which, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man. I feel like whenever, you know, uh, it comes into like entering another country, that's like uh, it's a big decision, right? Probably want to think that through, uh, you know, not get our situation, get ourselves in situations that. Uh, maybe have like unintended consequences or maybe like obvious consequences uh, yeah. that are like being overlooked. But I don't know, man, like is it the Cuban protest? It's about shortages of food and, and other stuff too. Right. Like basically mm-hmm. there's uh just shortages of a, a ton of stuff right now, a shortage of jobs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. All due to the pandemic and whatnot. Um, people are saying yeah, for sure which is funny because it's more so probably due to the embargo that we have on them <laughs> and that we've had on them for yeah know, years and years but yeah i don't think we should mm-hmm. you know I, i'm probably not in favor of invading you know putting thousands of u.s lives on at risk and stuff like that um especially just for like cuba um i would, I would have to probably say we probably shouldn't do that, especially since we're kind of, you know, the cause for like their lack of food and stuff like that. Cause they have, you know, like a bad government and, you know, I guess we're punishing them or whatever, but, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and so I, w- I would have to say I'm definitely not in favor of us going over there. I think we should avoid <laughs> as many conflicts as possible. Um, that's just my stance. Yeah. There's other ways we can help, I think. And, Oh yeah, for sure. And go ahead. Yeah. And just whenever we put someone in power, like we go into a country and then put someone in power, usually never turns out very well for us. So probably not the move. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, we literally just got out of the the 20 year war in Afghanistan. So like maybe we can chill for a little bit. Yeah. Going into to wars with not queer uh, objectives, you know. Yeah, no. Definitely agreed. I can't believe it's been that long since we first went over there. Like twenty years is a long time. Years, man. <laughs> George Bush, George Bush came out and he was uh, talking some smack. He was like, "This isn't a good idea." Pulling out, he was a uh, I think on BBC or something, uh, basically saying Biden's Biden's fucking up. Yeah, I guess I don't understand what we're exactly were we hoping to accomplish over there. Because it seems like we didn't accomplish whatever we were trying to do. Yeah, because it's probably generally in a similar situation than when we first went in there. And the Taliban have like taken over a pretty good chunk of Afghanistan again, like immediately after us leaving. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to just wait and see how that plays out. Yeah, man. Have you been uh, watching any of the the finals games? Yeah, I watched a bit of the game yesterday. I think the most exciting it was a actually it was a pretty exciting game like all throughout. The Suns almost you know came back, but D Booker got that um, steal, which I, I for a second I thought um, Drew Holiday had hit his hand or something. But then when you watched mm-hmm. it back, I don't I don't know was that a foul? Do you think? Oh, when uh, Drew, like, stripped him 
Yeah. And then Booker had the, the turnover. No, I didn't think that was a foul, especially for okay. like the finals, you know. I feel like, yeah, really. There's really got to be a foul to call it. Yeah. I think Booker might have just messed up a little bit, but did you see the uh, post-game interviews at all? Oh, man. Booker was pissed, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks super pissed. And, uh, the funniest yeah, thing, though. I think one of the reporters... Oh, yeah, go ahead. One of the reporters had asked him, like... Uh, are you mad at Chris Paul or, or something like to, to how that, disappointed right? are you in uh, Chris Paul? Oh, how yeah. disappointed. Yeah. It's like either that or how, Oh yeah. How annoyed with Chris Paul are you right now? <laughs> yeah. It's like a real life troll. Oh man, dude, it's going to be a very big game six. Now, uh, I feel like it's going to go to seven and I don't know who's going to win. I'm, I'm as I watch more, like, the Bucks, when they're playing well, their team is nice. Like if everyone's clicking, they're they're starting five and no one's in foul trouble. Like Brooke Lopez can do inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Middleton is pretty deadly. Giannis is is massive, and PJ Tucker can defend. It's like he's got a pretty good squad when everyone's playing. Yeah, like top to bottom, they're really a stacked team. Like anybody can go off on the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they got Drew too. Yeah, Droop was playing really good yesterday as well. But, damn. Who do you want to win? Do you want the Suns, right? Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the Suns, but, you know. I, I would love a Game 7. I just like watching good basketball. I don't have a, uh, any money in it or uh, any super strong, you know, point of view on it. Yeah, you don't have any money in it because you've lost everything or you would have had money in it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly, dude. I, uh, yeah, I've been not, I've not sports gambled or, or, or gambled, excuse me, on, on sports in a while. And I won't be soon because NBA is going to be done and I'm not going to be betting money on baseball. So, yeah, uh, I'll be having to wait till the fall. How much are you up or down? Because I know you had one, one big win. Have you lost all that? Dude, I'm pretty sure I'm just even. I'm <laughs> uh I, I would say like over the last year, I feel like I'm even maybe down like two hundred bucks or something. Maybe down a couple hundred. Which for mm-hmm. the entertainment I think is is worth it. Yeah. Um so far. Uh I never make very big bets. I just make like a ton of random like five game parlay bets and bet mm-hmm. like five bucks and then I'll do like uh, quite a few of those maybe in a night and then so i'll just hit on some hit on not maybe get a big one lose a couple others nice that makes it a lot more fun probably watching each game you're probably just like huh oh. are you like that guy in like the bar who's just like hella dramatic when anything happens yeah let's go free throw baby ah <laughs> dude i i have been like that for sure i have been like that for, for sure for like especially some of those where it's like a five game parlay and I've gotten like the first four right and it's just that last one that needs to to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I get a bit excited for sure. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's always wild when you see people one win, it's always cool. Like if they win a bunch of money. But then it's always just like, oh shit, when someone loses way more than they should have bet, you can always tell tell too, because they're just like fucking oh, yeah. destroyed. They have just an empty look on their face. <laughs> yeah. Why did I do this to myself? Fuck. Is gambling <laughs> Is gambling in California legal? Like, can you use DraftKings and and stuff like that here there? Oh, should I should look into that? I would definitely do some DraftKings. I feel like I'm relatively good at picking games. Damn, I don't know. Probably not. No, nothing I fun is. I, well, I guess a few fun things are legal in California, but they also have like weird rules here too. <laughs> yeah, like I know LA County has to wear masks again. It's like I'm I'm thankfully I don't live there, but I'm like, oh, that's that'd be so annoying because it's like we're closing or wearing masks now for people that didn't get the vaccine when they could have gotten it because they keep getting sick because everybody's outside and they're outside with them. It's like, damn it. It's that Delta variant, right? Yeah, I think it counts for like 65 percent of all cases in the U.S. or something like that. Might be more. Dang. We're definitely going to get to herd immunity. I feel like 
potentially the difficult way, but with like, I feel like all of the vaccines and then everyone now getting the B variant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, yeah. So a lot of people are going to have one or the other. Ideally, more people have the vaccine than the, the latter, but. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of people come out saying that they've got it too. Like, like ah, I've got COVID. I took the vaccine though, too. Like a decent oh, celebrities. Really? Like Jay Williams from ESPN. Um, who else? Oh, this one YouTuber that I watch, he got it. He said he got the vaccine. I wonder if they actually got the vaccine because I know you can still get it. Or if they're just saying that so it doesn't like they don't get a bunch of hate. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, some of them may not have gotten it, but they didn't want to be like, oh, I didn't get it, so I got COVID. Yeah. There might be actually a pretty good solid chunk of people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I think about it a little bit more. <laughs> like a, a pretty solid chunk of people. Um, yeah, man. And I, I feel like also the people that did genuinely get the vaccine and then also get COVID, I feel like it's happening not that often, but it's always hard because I feel like, you know, the stories of the people that that does it ham- happen to like get amplified so much that it almost seems like it's you know happening consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch the news every night and you hear about two people getting it, you know, in a population of like Seattle, for example, it's like pretty good if like only two people a day get it. Yeah, but, you know, if you see it on the news and they spend thirty minutes talking about how you should be scared about it, <laughs> you'll probably think it's like happening a lot more frequently <laughs> than it actually is. You know. Yeah, and the news is like running out of shit to scare people with. The news is really just oh, like, oh yeah, dude. Ah oh, fuck, what are we gonna you know, like what are we gonna scare people about today? Because it used to be every every couple of days there'd be some big story. Trump's gonna kill us all, <laughs> et cetera. President Trump says, eh. mm-hmm. like all that stuff like that. And I feel like that, you know, that definitely made the news more exciting. I cannot lie, even though I was like unhappy about yeah. it. Oh yeah, so it's like oh damn, this shit is news is fire today, <laughs> dude. Yeah, when Trump every couple of days would just be doing something crazy that was just like you had to to watch it. Yeah, it's weird to think those days are are gone, but probably good, all things considered. But oh yeah, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade were it. <laughs> some pretty good days. Is, yeah, for sure. For sure. Dude, some news networks, though, they really do just be trying to scare people. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched NBC Nightly News. Like, just the way that they deliver information, I was just like, oh, my God. These are just (laughs) just trying to terrify people. Yeah. Yeah. The Delta variant is on the loose, people. They have a new variant every week, too. (laughs) The Delta variant. (laughs) The double Delta variant. (laughs) You're all going to die. And they always, like, lure people in with... With families, I feel like their favorite line is like, uh, "What you need to know to protect your family." Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> people listen. It's, it's always what you need to know to protect your family. That's yeah, dude. That is really what they do. Damn. Yeah, they kind of just loop COVID in as a story. I feel like they like wait a couple months. And they're like, "All right, we can bring it back. Let's just make it look worse than it's ever been." And then they'll, <laughs> and then you look at the numbers sure. though, and yeah, it's like a hundred people have gotten it. In, in the U.S., etc., like those are rookie yeah. numbers, <laughs> those mm-hmm. are rookie numbers compared to what we used to have. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Seattle doesn't have to follow suit soon with the Delta variant and require people to wear masks. There was one interesting thing though when we linked up last week and we got some um, beers at that one brewery with our friends. I went to Eight Ounce Burger, mm-hmm. and they were still just doing like the dine. Um, out like so like get your food and then go even though they're traditionally like more of like a sit-down mm-hmm. restaurant and i wonder if they're just making more yeah. money doing that because they don't have to pay for someone to like clean or bus tables like a hostess or anything like that a waiter they just really have to pay for people to cook the food and then a few like two people in the front to like give people food yeah like, uh, I, I feel like that's definitely a case where they're just realizing they're making more money. And it's, like, weird to hear those, like, niche stories, too. Uh, I was hearing a story about a cafe over uh, in, like, Madrona area where mm-hmm. uh, I had a friend of a friend that was talking to him. 
and uh, talking to the owner and he was like, I realized in the pandemic that I'm like just not good at running a restaurant, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's a cafe plus a restaurant. And I guess like since he shut down the restaurant part because of COVID, like his profits just like did a lot better just from yeah. like only doing the cafe part. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like with eight ounce, it might've been something similar where person's like, oh man, I actually just make more money just not having to deal with that stuff. Yeah, that's smart. I wonder how long, hopefully they're they're smart and they just keep doing it forever, long as needed kind of, I guess. But then I guess that'll probably hurt people's jobs yeah. if that sort of thing. But yeah, I feel like certain places it's just more so it would be nicer just to pick up the food. Like it's like, oh, this is a good food to like eat and watch, go home and like watch something. The restaurant's really not mm-hmm. that much of an experience. Um, yeah. Eight Ounce does have a pretty crappy restaurant in, in Cap Hill, too, or sitting area. I feel like it's yeah. like, it's not bad. It's just nothing special. It's just yeah, it's like very, yeah. very standard sitting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Super small, too. Yeah, so I bet, I bet there's a bunch of restaurants. And it's kind of like, for stuff like that, it's almost like you just need to have the best, like, photos and branding and stuff like that because you'll be on you know, Postmates or DoorDash, Uber Eats, and pictures kind of win. Like if people click on your restaurant and your ratings are high enough and you have enough reviews, they'll be like, oh, let's try this place. This looks good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I really want to get a, uh, it would be really fun. Excuse me. I don't really want to do it though, to, to do a ghost kitchen. I wish there was like a way to experience that. Uh, what is that? Like setting one up and, and building one. It sounds a bit of fun. Uh, a ghost kitchen is where it's a restaurant that only does delivery apps. And so it'll like be in uh, a random warehouse or, or somewhere where uh, it definitely is like not the prettiest thing in the world because no one's sitting there. It's just only for takeout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like oftentimes too, it'll be one kitchen and there may even be multiple restaurants kind of within that kitchen, if that makes sense. And so, uh, it'll be like the same person maybe doing like three DoorDash restaurants, all cooking everything like in that same area, if that makes sense, and kind of facilitating all the orders. Okay, that's smart. Wasn't, didn't Chuck E. Jesus do that during the pandemic? They like created like a fake restaurant? Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, that, yeah that'd yeah, be cool, I think, dude. Uh, it's it's uh it's smart for I think a lot of businesses, but yeah, I don't really want to do it, but it would be cool to like experience it. We should find get someone on the pod that has has done it. Like I'm just interested to hear about the experience of like setting it up because it's a fascinating idea. No, yeah, that's a good idea. That would be cool. Damn, what's your what's your best food dish? Do you do you cook a lot? Oh man, I do not cook much at all. Uh, like maybe. Uh, fried rice. I feel like I can make pretty decent fried rice. I guess. Nice, nice basic staple. It's pretty good. I think I. What about you? You you are much more of a cook. Uh, I th- I don't cook like the as much anymore. Like if I cook for myself during the weekdays, it's the most basic shit. It's like fucking chicken in the oven, like chicken breast broccoli and like rice but if i if i do like throw down mm-hmm. i'll say my most skilled thing is like nice steaks like a, a nice new york steak um, filet mignon etc i just enjoy cooking that because it's like such a process the temperatures and you know how you want to season it and then like the final product is just like oh i don't know something elegant about it in a way i would say that's it's kind of cool nice yeah, like I do enjoy uh I do enjoy doing the sous vide and then mm-hmm. doing the steak on the cast iron. That Ooh. is good. It's also incredibly easy for me too. Like it's very little room for error. Nice. The sous vide. What that's like the uh like the plastic bag. Is that bad for you though because of the plastic, I wonder? Like heated plastic. I hope not. I'm like using the recommended bags for it. And so I'm hoping it's like, uh, you know, the, the temperature is not too hot for it. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, I'm hoping I'm not getting sick, by it, but you raise a good question. Yeah. Does the sous vide, does that, what, what makes it so special for cooking a steak? Is it just cook it really evenly or, you know, what, what is it about that? Cause yeah, it's so, so weird. It cooks, it's basically boiling water and it cooks it perfectly evenly throughout. And then you like take it out and then put it on the cast iron, um, to like crisp it up. But effectively like the sous vide is, is great because it just cooks it to like the perfect temperature. Oh, okay. So there's like an internal th- thermometer or is it just what it's cooking it in is the exact degree you want your steak at? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if like the, I I would guess that the inside is, is cooler than maybe the water around it, but I think it is more precise maybe in like if you cook it for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. But it's, I, I don't know if like if the sous vide is 200 degrees, if the meat inside is also cooking at 200 degrees perfectly. Maybe it is. I'm not gotcha. exactly sure exactly how the sous vide works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's that's in, that's interesting. I was watching. Uh, I finally watched Seaspiracy. Shout out to Noel for recommending that documentary. And too bad you haven't seen it yet because I would mm-hmm. definitely go into a few things about the documentary. Um, but definitely check that out. Read the De Goggensburg first because this is Seaspiracy is more about saving the world, but you know, you probably can't do that. So you can just, you know, run harder. So probably can't hurt me is better to watch first. <laughs> what's the, what's the basic premise of Seaspiracy? Um, we're running out of fish and it's destroying the planet and I'll, let me just think of a few little highlights just in case nobody people don't watch it uh, one of the biggest surprises to me was I'll, I'll do a few of them the first one was that most of the garbage and the waste that's in the ocean isn't like microplastics from people it's like I think it was over 40% of it is just fishing nets from fishermen and stuff like that yeah over like 40%. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And then in total with just fishing nets and like supplies, I, I believe it's like over like 70 or it might even be 80 to 90% of the waste in the ocean is from that, not like people's plastic. And so if we really want to clean up the oceans, we have to mm. make sure fishermen don't just jump their nets and shit in the ocean as that's like catching a bunch of fish and shit like that in it that shouldn't be caught in it. And it's just sitting in the ocean and polluting it. So the the fishing nets are people like losing them? Is it part of the process, so to speak, or are people being irresponsible? I think it's more so irresponsible. People are just throwing them. Okay, got it. Yeah. So that that was one big thing. Um, another big thing was just that most of like the carbon in the air, like the best way to kind of deal with it, is um, the ocean. Like the ocean is able to capture most of it and like the, the plants within the ocean, et cetera, mm-hmm. and the ecosystem. But for example, like, uh, uh, what is it? It's like cod was one of them, halibut, salmon, et cetera, have decreased their populations in like the last like 30 years or so by like 80% <laughs> just from mm-hmm. overfishing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And then another big uh, issue with fishing is that um, the nets can't select what they're catching. And so um, it's leading to a bunch of like turtles and stuff like that becoming endangered and a bunch of other different sea animals because it'll just pick it up. Sharks included as well. So there's like over five, five million sharks a year um, that just die in nets and shit. It might even be more than that. but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just tons of them get caught in the nets and then they they have to throw them back in the ocean. <laughs> but they usually die before then. It's uh, so I'm definitely I'm definitely going to watch it because you definitely piqued my interest. And yeah. it's interesting because like I don't know if you've ever been to Bamboo Sushi in mm-hmm. U Village, uh, but they're all about like sustainable fish. And so they're like, oh, we sell sustainable fish. And I never really understood uh 
the the real driver behind that. I was like, okay, eco friendly. It must be like chic. Is how mm-hmm. I about it about it. But I see like why that's like coming up to. I feel like be a more popular trend. Like, yeah. do you have sustainable fish? Yeah. Bad news for you, Josh. Though there's no such thing as sustainable fish because they can't guarantee that. Oh man, that they can't guarantee that um, the nets caught only the right fish, etc., and that they're only fishing just the right amount because so many other people are fishing as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then fish farms. So, uh, You'll they, learn about those. Those are that. disgusting. Like uh, farmed fish is really gross too. Um, you'll learn about that. You'll probably be like, "Oh shit, I okay. don't eat that." Okay. Only thing you can do is not eat fish. Yeah. So I've I'll I've been doing to, my uh, part. <laughs> not eat fish. Yeah. So a vegan is the way. Then man, pescatarian isn't gonna is not gonna maybe. Fly. It seems like uh, fishing's worse though than um, eating meat. Um, etc. But I'm sure that's not very good either for the environment. Yeah, those are both because uh, isn't like cows, farts, and waste like uh, drive an insane amount of the carbon dioxide pollution or whatever. Yeah, I feel like they like cows make up like more than ten percent or some ridiculously high number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ocean's most important though. You'll you'll find out. You'll find out. So we got to eat a shit ton of meat. Is that the <laughs> solution? No, I'm, that's probably not. No more nah, that's, pro- that's probably not. I'm just being. Yeah, yeah. It's probably not. It's probably hell bad to eat meat as well, just in general. But you know, hey, I can only do my part not eating fish because I don't like fish. So it's pretty easy for me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Dylan, you have uh, you have been contributing that for for quite some time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need to make really any change. Dude, do they have vegan? I wonder if Beyond Meat has fish yet. I haven't even had Beyond Meat. Is it good? Those fake meat. meat. Oh, dude. So I was hanging out with uh, Quentin too, and they made us... uh, Now I don't know if it was Beyond Meat or Impossible. I'm pretty sure it was Beyond Meat. They made us a Beyond Meat burger and it was delicious i was crazy impressed genuinely i I was like they're they're really killing it when it comes to their r&d and increasingly make it taste more and more like meat like Mm -hmm. it was pretty good and pretty close to the texture of meat even like the juiciness of it wow that's pretty tight i have to check that out soon only thing is i don't think it's healthy because there's all the seed oils and stuff like that that they use and it's super processed oh yeah but I wonder, is it which what's yeah. worse? Like, is it, the real and then the argument, <laughs> yeah, because it's always a question of like from a health perspective, is a regular burger worse or uh, uh, beyond me? But it is definitely like, yeah, to your point, eating those all day is probably not a good idea. Like, it's yeah. still a burger at the end uh-huh. of the day, so there's some like drawback, you know. Damn, maybe I'll try to do that though. Just incorporate more, you know non-meat foods just mix it up a little bit not completely disregard meat as i eat meat almost every meal <laughs> yeah you change it up a little bit and and check it out uh they got a decent amount of stuff here they got some beef they got some sausage Beyond meat's killing it man yeah dude it's a smart industry without a doubt it is always funny how like yeah. vegans and stuff like that because it's like people just crave meat. It's always just like I just need the replacements for the things that taste delicious. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, a good steak or a good burger. It is delicious, mm-hmm. but you know, enjoying in moderation is at least what I try to do. Yeah, it's got to be peaceful being a vegan though. Just knowing that. There was no harm done unless you've got avocados and maybe multiple people died because you're eating those, but yeah, other stuff. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, but the, the, the beef part is a good point. Like whenever I go to Korean barbecue, I'm like, wow, there were sacrifices made for this meal to happen. Yeah. <laughs> big sacrifices. Yeah. Big, big. sacrifices. Yeah, that was probably such a dark joke. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because it wasn't like Joshua is very dark. Uh, 
Yeah, the ultimate sacrifice, some might say. <laughs> the ultimate sacrifice, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think once someone figures out how to like manufacture meat like in a lab, which I think they're working on, and do it at scale, mm. I think that'll be a big game changer. But then I always just wonder, is that going to be bad oh, yeah. for us too? Or is just everything yeah. bad for us? <laughs> I mean, I, I think, yeah, veggies, real food is, is probably always going to be better than, than meat, whether it's real or, or not real. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen any studies or anything that really breaks down how much worse it is for you um, from like a health perspective. I don't even really know what's in those things. You said like plant oil or, or some type of seed oil. Yeah. I believe that's how they make the taste. I'm a sheep, man. I just, I just ate it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this freaking weird thing of fake stuff. I'm just like, oh, I'm down. I don't need to do any research. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, I really, I do like, um, I do like like the coconut like ice cream replacement stuff. I do find oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Like that's one thing that I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. this is pretty legit. That and yeah, well, this one coconut milk that I have, it's like I don't know if it's called simply organic. I would have to look at it, but it is the unsweetened version. Honestly, it just reminds me of milk. Like you don't taste any coconut flavor, etc. But then this week I I bought Amazon's version of an unsweetened coconut milk and I was like, oh, this probably will just taste the same. Maybe I just don't realize the taste of coconut anymore. And then I was eating my cereal and I took my first bite and I was just like, yeah, this raisin brand tastes like it's with like has like coconut all over it. It tastes fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Dang. So you found the right brand then. Yeah. It's great, though. I'm like, oh, this is because it's like a creamier consistency, which is more similar to milk than like an mm-hmm. almond milk or something like that. And it's it's so fire. I'm like, wow, this is this is great. I don't think I need. I, nice. I yeah, I don't really have. I guess like cheese. Cheese is the one kind of dairy that I'll have somewhat frequently, but I usually try not to just have lots of dairy during the weeks. Notice I do better yeah, without it. I'm, I'm kind of in a similar. Yeah, I mean, kind of in a similar boat to you. And the coconut ice cream is is bomb. Like, mm. I feel like the texture of coconut ice cream is more uh, suitable for summer enjoyment versus regular. Mm. Just like I, I feel like regular ice cream is a bit more creamy, and coconut's more, I don't know, just refreshing. And I guess mm. more liquidy in some sense. But I, I find it enjoyed a lot more on a on a hot day. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Especially when you think about where milk comes from. Milk is one of the weirdest things, too, because it's like they just impregnate cows. Dude. <laughs> I thought it was just that cows yeah, always man. produce I, milk. <laughs> from a very young age, I never liked drinking milk. Like, I, I did not uh, eat cereal growing up. I was never someone at lunch that would drink milk. Like, it just always creeped me out from a super young age. As soon as I learned where it came from, I was just mm-hmm. like, why would I drink this? And then also the taste just doesn't do it for me that much either. Yeah. Like it, it definitely tastes uh, like an acquired taste or like, uh, I don't know, like it definitely came from a cow type of deal. Yeah. So I'm like, it is strange. Uh, Dude. Love yeah. cheese though. I love dairy in uh, other forms, but when I see it in its raw form, I'm the, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And I haven't, I cannot remember the last time where I just poured up a glass of fucking milk. <laughs> Yeah. That used to be a thing. Remember that I got milk? Drink milk. It gives you strong bones. That thing you see in your school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Such a freaking scam, bro. Like, those are one of those things where, like, wow, you can really, if you put your mind to it, get away with whatever. It was just a dairy industry, right? Like, just shoving it down our throats. And milk is, like, cannot be good for you, uh, mm-hmm. right, for certain folks. And... You can get, I think, just as much calcium from a number of other <laughs> more natural food sources like lettuce or spinach, excuse me, and some other stuff where uh, I always thought like milk, that was like the only place where calcium was found. Mm-hmm. And then as I like got into <laughs> my 20s, I was like, oh, wait, calcium exists in other in other things. <laughs> yeah. Damn. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Like the things they had in schools, like they also had soda machines in my school, which is just, you know, obviously not good for kids to be having a bunch of caffeine and sugar. <laughs> no, probably not. No, probably not. Uh, the kid lunches nowadays are are really healthy, though, I feel like. My mom works at a at a school, uh, a K through five school, and uh, she was telling me and showing me pictures of some of like the kid lunches nowadays, mm-hmm. and they're crazy healthy, mm-hmm. uh, which is leading to like kids just not eating it and <laughs> eating like candy from vending machines and stuff. But it's like super super healthy now. Damn, that is hella funny. That was such a thing. I, I was like, I was expecting all the kids to be like, you know. Um, a good weight healthier like yeah kids aren't obese as much anymore it's like nah they just eat another shit instead <laughs> oh yeah for sure they'll they if they don't eat it they'll just eat something else you know that they do like oh that's that's the truth what is your guilty pleasure like let's say let's say josh goes on a little little kayak ride but he gets lost and he gets stranded on an island he can have one snack that he has to eat the entire time he's there. It's just the one thing you can eat. Well, what are you eating? And you're stuck there for oh, five man. years. It's... You know, my my guilty pleasure is donuts for sure. I am Ooh. just like a donut fiend. And you put a donut in front of me, like I'm, I'm going to eat it. Uh, so I almost want to say that. But also at the same time, a donut would get pretty tiring yeah. Over five years, you know, probably kill and, you. <laughs> uh, like, uh, so donut is definitely my, my, my BLT pressure, but yeah, I don't want to die on the island at the same time too. So like, I think a more utility utilitarian choice would be, oh man, maybe some strawberries or something. I love strawberries or watermelon. <laughs> Sweet. Just imagine. And also I won't, I won't die from it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, I think I might have to go with pizza. I feel like pizza I could live. You know, you got a little bit of vegetables Ooh. from the tomato sauce, um, some protein from the cheese, and maybe the meat <laughs> on top. <laughs> and then you got your carbs Bro, for energy. I thought you were about to. I thought you were going to say like, oh, I'll, I'll eat it with broccoli on top or some peppers or something. You're like, no, <laughs> just the tomato sauce is what you were referring to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I had a pizza with broccoli on it. It's too from- funny from Whole Foods the other day and it wasn't that bad but I was just like you know this is what I want I don't want a healthy pizza I don't eat pizza because it's healthy I eat pizza because it's mm-hmm. good yeah for sure for sure if I'm if I'm feeling extra lazy uh and I'm eating pizza twice a, in a row uh which I do pretty not frequently um mm-hmm. but if I'm doing that then I'll try to get one with veggies on it to make myself feel a little bit better nice when I used to live in Fremont with Keith, uh, that would happen a lot. Like it was right after college and there was a Pagliacci, maybe a 10 minute walk away, five minute walk away. And it was, uh, it was a dangerous game. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Pagliacci's got some great pizza though in Seattle. Yeah, they do. Definitely. Definitely good. Not, not cheap though. Yeah. That's the only thing for me. It's not cheap. Yeah. It's not cheap. Costco also has some slapping pizza. A little greasy, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. I was about to say, it's a it's a little greasy for me, but it is good. You can't eat too much of it. No. Uh, like Costco is a one slicer. Pagliacci, I could, I could eat a couple. Um, Domino's, I could eat a couple too, but uh, you'll, you'll feel it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I, I kill a whole Domino's pizza. I've been getting their pasta now and like a bread bowl, like the fettuccine there, which it's, it's all right. I just feel like such a fat ass when I'm eating it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, Dylan, I was going to say, bro, why have you been getting it then? <laughs> uh, it's just fun. <laughs> it's like Friday. I'm about to fucking it's just, kill myself slowly. <laughs> you know, shit. That is too funny, man. Uh, and then I have the pizza with like the, the garlic butter. And I just feel like such a fat ass dipping it in there, dipping my pizza in garlic butter. I'm like, wow, this is who have I become? Damn. I'm like a fat man. It's lucky. I, I thankfully have a fat, fast metabolism and I like working out and stuff like that. And I feel like if I ever started getting fat, I'd be like, oh, fuck this. I need to you know, change some things. 
but yeah, I feel like uh, I'm definitely a fat man deep down inside. Dang, man. That's, uh, it sounds like a fun, I'm guessing that's like a Friday night, Saturday night activity, or, or maybe after you're coming back from the bars, uh, <laughs> Domino's in the AM. It's a Just good feeling. Up. Oh, dude, yeah. If you go out and that you're like hungry, you wake up hungry, a little hungover, it's just like, oh, you know what will help me? Domino's. I'm going to eat some Domino's and watch a movie. <laughs> it will. <laughs> I did uh, I did donuts this morning, which helped you a little bit less, but uh, <laughs> after we woke up this morning, we went to Temple Pastries down the street, which is a, a pretty nice pastry shop and nice. uh, got some stuff. It was It was good. That's dope. Do you like your donuts warm or cold? Or room temperature? Ooh. Sorry, I should say. Room temperature. Yeah, same here. I don't really like when they're hot. When I go to Krispy Kremes and they pull out a hot one, I'm just like, eh, I kind of like it, you know, just room temperature. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess you. Like, you don't want the the frosting to be melting at all. Uh, yeah, you want it to be crispy. Krispy Kremes, very underrated spot. Are they still doing a free donut a day with the, the COVID vaccine card? I didn't even get one. Are they or no? Oh, man. I'll look it up real quick while we uh we close it out. But uh, yeah. I'm Important pretty sure things. I'm pretty sure they're still doing it for a while. Damn, that's COVID. Krispy Kreme's COVID. I wonder how much money they're making or losing on this. Krispy uh, Kreme's yeah, one dollar What the fuck? They've got a Krispy Kreme. Oh, they are? Damn, that's fucking dope. But I have even better news. Krispy Kreme's one dollar dozen is back for their birthday. Ooh. Well, they're 84 years old. Friday, July. Damn it. It was on Friday the 16th. Man, I'm crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I need to to I need to buy some Krispy Kreme uh, st- shares. I think they just went uh, they just went public recently or something like that. Oh man, I'm a believer. <laughs> I gotta support support them. Yeah, it's the little things like that that matter. I actually sold all my my crypto recently. Oh, I wish I would have done uh, it four months ago. <laughs> You were you just throwing in the towel? You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna wait until this shit. It seems like it's just going to keep going down from now. I do still have some Dogecoin, which I'm like, I probably should have sold that one, but it's gone down so much that I'm just like, eh, fuck it. All of them have gone down so much, but I, 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 I came out on top like pretty well. I would have been on. If I would have sold a bunch of things when I thought I should have sold them, I'd be very on top. But now I'm just kind of on top because. I just was kind of an idiot and just waited for it. Just waited it out. Just like, oh, it'll turn around. It'll turn around. I'm going to wait until it gets to this price point that it was at, and then I'll sell. And then knowing that if it gets to that point again, I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to ride this out. <laughs> so Yeah, dude. I wonder if it's going to come down. Like, I'm looking at the Dogecoin uh, chart, and it's just freaking down just consistently. Yeah, Ethereum is just... I'm glad I did get out because I would have lost even more money. Um, so was, I did choose a good time. Like Ethereum's at down 5.2%. Bitcoin's down another percentage point. Bitcoin's mostly stabilized, but Ethereum was the one that really just... Ah! Ripped my heart out. Oh, well. <sighs> Still got XRP too. Gang, gang. We ain't giving up. It's going to bounce back a couple years from now. Dude, it'll it'll bounce back sometime. To I think to your point, like the biggest question is how far does it slip before it bounces back again? But yeah, I think I think it'll all bounce back again. Yeah, agreed. A lot of athletes are putting all their endorsement money into um, Bitcoin as well. I've seen like Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's getting a lot more popular. Or Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it seems like it's getting. I don't know. But it, yeah, it does seem like it's getting uh, a lot more popular. Yeah. So hopefully that, that results in a turnaround. Athletes have made horrible investments before though, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. 
So who knows? I wonder how Russell Okung's doing before we just close this out because he got his whole contract in Bitcoin. I wonder if he sold most of it already or he just has been holding it through the downturn. Yeah, because he uh, wasn't it, you know, uh, made a ton of news just because he made a ton of money on it in a very quick period of time. But Mm -hmm. yeah, he may have (laughs) just kind of broken even at this point. Yeah. But yeah, all right, man. Um, It was fun talking to you, as always. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See everyone next week.